Dear friends in Christ Jesus, once again I extend you all a very warm welcome to you to this Eucharistic celebration, 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Have you ever had a totally lousy day? I read about a man who was sitting in a bar looking at his drink. He stayed like that for half an hour. Then a big troublemaking truck driver stepped up next to him, grabbed the drink from him and he gulped it down in one swallow. At that, the man burst into tears. The truck driver said, Come on, man, I was just joking. Here, I will buy you another drink. I just cannot stand to see a grown man crying. The guy said, no, it's not that. Today, day is the worst day of my life. First, I overslept and was late to an important meeting. My boss was outrageous and he fired me. When I left the office, I discovered my car had been stolen and the police said there was nothing they could do. I took a cab home and as he drove off, I realized I left my wallet in the back seat of the taxi. I thought it could not get any worse. But when I walked into my house, I found my wife and chasing me out of the house standing with another man. So I stopped by a chemical store and then came here. I have been sitting here thinking about taking my life. But then you came in, you drank all my poison. <laughs> That's a bad day for both of them. The Bible never promises our lives will be free from pain and difficulties. Instead, the Bible promises we will have many trials and tribulation in this life. The secret to happy, meaningful, successful life is knowing where to turn for help when you have a problem. That is the lesson we are going to learn today from a man who had a leprosy in the Gospel today. And there are four important lessons we are going to learn and may the Holy Spirit guide you and inspire you all throughout this homily. Number one, you have a deadly problem that only Jesus can fix. One of the pastors, he shared his boyhood experience as a boy in a church. He remembered hearing about lepers in the Bible for a long time. He thought the preacher was saying leopards. So he pictured Jesus working with big jungle cats. And he also recalled hearing one of old country preacher pronounce it leapers. So he pictured ten men, ten lepers in the story went around jumping all the time. It is funny the way a child mind works, but there is nothing funny about leprosy. In biblical times, leprosy was a terrible problem. 
The word was often used to describe a variety of skin diseases, but doctors believe most of the people suffered with what we now call Hansen's disease. It starts with white pa patch of skin that becomes numb, so much so that the victims cannot even feel a needle piercing the spot. The patch begins to spread all over the body and often manifests itself on the face. So the disease is impossible to hide. It then begins to form spongy tumors on the face and at the same time attacks the internal organs as well. The nerve endings become numb so the victim cannot tell when something is hurting him, like banning his own fingers and his body. The leprosy itself was not fatal, but more lepers died from other diseases they contracted because of their weakened conditions. Lepers were called the walking dead and were kicked out of their homes and villages and forced to live in colonies with other lepers. They could not work or worship at the temple. And this, in the story we saw, the ten lepers, they were outcast. They were socially, they were outcast. They cannot participate in the worship of the temple. They cannot participate in the family events and they are thrown out of the city. My dear friends, even though none of us have leprosy, that's a good description of us. We are all born with the deadly sin that Bible calls us terminal sin. It causes us to be spiritual outcast. It's part of our genetic code. I got it from my parents, who got it from their parents. It goes all the way back to a couple named Adam and Eve. Bible says Israelite nation is a sinful nation. Those words were written 2,700 years ago. But God could exactly say the same thing about our rotten culture today, sinful nation. You may feel healthy today, but if you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus, there is a terrible, invisible, insidious, cancerous growing inside your soul. No MRI, no CAT scan or other diagnostics tool can find it. But God's word says it is there. And what are we going to do? And the second reading today talks about Jesus is trustworthy. If we have died with him for our sin, we will also live with him. If we persevere, we will also reign with him. But if we deny him, and he will deny us. So it's so important that acknowledge our sins and we will be redeemed through the salvific mission of Jesus. And number two, you must admit your need to Jesus. In the story, gospel story, we see ten lepers. They banded together, decided they would not just give up and die. So they got up and headed toward Jesus. It would have been easy for these ten lepers to look at each other and think, we are not so bad. We are all in the same conditions. One of them could have said, my leprosy is not as bad as his. So I am doing okay. Instead, they said, we got a big problem. We are going to die. We need to get some help. Too many people today are living in denial. They do not want to admit their need because they look around, they can see 
usually find someone worse than themselves because we live in a spiritual leper colony there are plenty of chances to think i am not so bad i have never robbed a bank i have never murdered anyone i am not a truck pusher or a child molester in fact i am better than many of those hypocrites before jesus can help you friend we must you must quit fooling yourself and admit you have a problem and we must cry to jesus as the lepers they cry out jesus have mercy on us and all the 12 step programs in the recovery program the first step for recovery is to admit i am an alcoholic i am addicted to pornography i am addicted to cocaine and my dear friends first admit your struggle and weakness and then cry out to jesus as a lepers cried out to jesus have mercy on us and the same thing naaman in the the first reading today he was crying to prophet elisha admitting his need that he was in a terrible bad condition and in the same way for our struggle and human weakness we must admit that i have this weakness and cry out to jesus for deliverance and the third lesson we learned from this story the 10 leper stories today is god's power is not released until you step out in faith jesus in the story he was on the way to jerusalem to die on the cross to redeem mankind the mankind was existing he existed before and to come his goal he was on the way to jerusalem to die on the cross he still had time to stop and help these 10 men god is busy holding the universe together but still he has time to hear your cry for help instead of laying hands on them jesus would touch and heal so many lepers and blind he healed blind men and deaf and so on he touched but here in this story he told them instead of touching go show yourself to the priest jesus had not touched them leviticus chapter 3 13 has some very detailed regulation about how a jewish priest could declare a person to be clean or a unclean person he is a legal judge to decide upon that these 10 men knew they were unclean when jesus told them to go and show yourself to the priest they had already been declared to be lepers and jesus brought them to a crisis of faith they could have told no jesus can't you touch us or something you say some words or they could have looked at their infected limbs and said what we are not healed yet just look besides i got checked last month i am no better off now than i was then instead all 10 of them headed off to see the priest as they were going they were healed there is a powerful lesson about faith here it was not until they stepped out in faith and obeyed jesus that they experienced his healing power jesus gave them the word they stepped out in faith and boom that's what that's when it happened they did not stand there and say well jesus after you heal me then i will show myself to show the show the priest and my dear friend this is the way faith works 
faith is trusting and obeying god and his teaching even if you do not have any visible physical evidence supporting your decision faith is walking on the word of god and the teaching of teachings of the church faith does not need any evidence it simply obeys the bible is full of god's direction on how we are to live but with every single directive he also provides the power to accomplish it our job is to step out in faith and simply obey him who called you years ago i heard a quote about faith i never been able to forget faith is coming to the edge of all you can see and feel and taking one more step into the darkness trusting that god will either catch you or teach you how to fly and my dear friends what is today god is telling you to do in his word what are you waiting for step out in faith and obey him only then you will experience his mighty power and my dear friends the fourth lesson today feeling thankful is different than giving thanks the man threw himself at jesus's feet and thanked him the most amazing thing about this miracle is that 10 people were healed only one came back to say thank you jesus even took note of this in verse 17 he asked where there not 10 who were cleansed where are the where are the other 9 i believe god is still saddened by how few people actually express thanksgiving to him and many of us today are too busy to stop and acknowledge god simply say thank you god they have convinced themselves they deserve everything they have so why thank god and i have never seen an episode of the television sh- show the simpsons by i read in one episode the family was sitting down for a meal and the dad asked his son to give thanks before the meal and the son said dear god we paid for all the stuff ourselves so thanks for nothing some people may laugh at that line but i think it reveals a real problem many have they live their lives enjoying the blessings of god but never once stopping to say thanks they are just like the old pig that roots around among acorns on the ground and never once looked up to acknowledge the tree that produced the acorns the bible says give thanks in all circumstances for this is god's will for you in christ jesus matthew henry was early american preacher most pastors have copy of his commentary on the bible once he was traveling to preach matthew henry was robbed now most people would not think that would be sur- that would be a circumstance in which you could give thanks to god but he did he wrote i am thankful that during these years i have never been robbed before also even though they took my money they did not take my life although they took all i had it was not much finally i am grateful that it was i who was robbed robbed not i who robbed but my dear friends and give thanks in all circumstance there is a tremendous difference between simply feeling gratitude and expressing gratitude let us say someone does something nice for you and you look at that person and think i am so thankful for what he has done for me 
for if that's all i do i miss a chance to be a blessing to that person but if i write them a thank you note or speak to them and say i really appreciate what you did for me then they are blessed too my dear friends jesus did not come to earth to heal people of diseases otherwise he could have established hospital he came to this world to seek and save the lost he came to make make people whole here is the result of this miracle 10 men were cleansed but only one man became whole 90% of them only received small portion of what could have been theirs only one received full salvation my dear friends i do not know what brought you to church today but i know jesus why jesus appear showed up here today he wants you he wants to make you whole amen